You're listening to the Take It Easy Sports Show with Eric Newman and Zach Alvira, part of the Arizona Varsity Podcast Network and presented by All.net. I see a little silhouette of a man. Scalamosh, Scalamosh, can you do the Fandango? I have to admit, I love when you open up our show uh, by uh, serenading myself and the uh, the viewers that we have, or listeners that we have. Thunderbolt and lightning, very, very frightening me! Galileo. <laughs> um, all right, Eric. Getting things started here. Uh, the very first comment that we have, yes, indeed, the Atlanta Braves are the world champions. They just beat the Houston Astros. That was a seven to nothing game six ball game. And uh, the Astros won the series. I'm sorry, the who? Jacob, don't get mad. The Braves won the series four to two. Uh, but on that note, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Take Easy Sports Show. Um, Part of the Arizona Varsity Podcast Network. Obviously, you are watching this on the Arizona Varsity Twitter account because we're doing the live show. Uh, if you are listening to the podcast version, then obviously, thank you for that as well. Tuning in, um, you know, Wednesday or Thursday, whenever uh, we're able to kind of get it up. Um, my name is Zach Lavara. Right to my, I believe, for you guys that are left, I could be wrong on that. It is Eric Newman. Um, Eric, what's going on, man? Not too much. You know, the, the thing about getting right away on the live show. Like if you get the first couple seconds, you might get to hear me sing. It was baby shark. The first time yeah. pulled a little bit of a, uh, a times. Uh, I think you did twice. Yeah. And now I, yeah. I got a couple bars of queen in today. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the, it's incentive to get on right away and see what we're doing, but I'm good. I just got back from a, uh, a volleyball play in match. Northland prep got a sweep in there match they're good they're the 13 seeds so they'll be on the road for the 2a playoffs but um they got a big win over st john paul uh, the new school over in avondale i've got to ask you though because going back to the whole queen thing isn't today or yesterday wasn't it like the 20 something year anniversary of them releasing bohemian rhapsody that sounds about right i just yeah. honestly queen was since i was a little kid queen was one of my favorite yeah. uh, artists i thought um I mean, I listen to them extensively over yeah. and over again. And that song in particular, it's obviously like, it's the mainstream one that everybody knows, but yeah. it's a classic just because it's so bizarre. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, you know, we've got a good show ahead. Obviously, again, yes, the Braves, they are the world champs, uh, Jacob Saliga. Um, you know, Great. Saliga, Saliga, to kind of stick on this note, I don't really know where his fandom really lies because I know I'm pretty sure he's from Chicago. So I'm assuming he's a Bulls fan. Um, but good this year he's a Braves fan who just happened to be good this year. Uh, he likes Jacob. Who's your NFL team? Go ahead and tell us in the comments. Um, but I'm pretty sure it's a, a good NFL team. Um, and then he's also a Liberty high school fan who also happens to be pretty good here in Arizona. So, um, you know, maybe to the, the Braves. The, we might have to get on him a little bit about, you know, maybe the whole uh, the whole band. Oh, he's an Auburn fan. Um, so, I mean, Auburn isn't that good this year, but maybe he doesn't realize that. Um, so, you know, just in general, I mean, we might we have to get on him a little bit for being a little bit of a bandwagoner. I'm not going to lie. Um, Braves were great this year. They deserve to win this championship. Now yep. go change your name and don't do the tomahawk chop anymore, please. That is something that I'm going to stay away from. Yeah. Um, for those that are listening on the podcast form, you're not able to see any of the comments that uh, are on the show. We're going to try to read them out loud as much as we can. Uh, Cody Cameron, our very good friend and, and colleague with Arizona Varsity, he says, hello, this is Cody. Uh, hello, Hi, Cody. Cody. Nice, to, nice to see you. Um, and then oh, Cody just asked if I'm going to fight Jacob for charity. Uh, Cody, I'm not going to fight Jacob, but we can go ahead and line up for Oklahoma drills. I have a helmet right above me, so I can always pull that down. If we you guys can play laser tag. What, I what could you do? Tag. What could you do as a competition that doesn't involve either of you getting hurt and is minimal effort? I mean, who who said any of us would get hurt if we did Oklahoma drills? Um, 
Isn't the whole drill to hit someone as hard as you can? I mean, yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't, you know, yeah. Um, all right. So, Eric, we've got a few things to talk about. Um, we're going to be going over, obviously, you know, some of the games that we were at this past week. Uh, you know, we're going to be going over the the new rankings that came out today. We're going to be going over actually, and I know you, I know you'd love to do this. We're going to be predicting the winner of the two A playoffs for the first round. Uh, we've also got to talk college football playoffs, and because it was asked in the comments, uh, Chris Palmer wants to know what our take on the Kerry Taylor situation is. So, with that being said, I will go ahead and start because I actually wrote a story about it for the East Valley Tribune. Um, I like Carrie Taylor. Carrie Taylor has been nothing but good to me. So I, you know, for me personally, it's it's not, it, I don't like to see or hear that maybe he allegedly said this and this and this. I personally don't know because I was only told what I was told on the record. And that's all I can really go off of. Um, if he did tell his kids to go tear up a breast cancer logo, obviously that's horrible. Um, just in general, that the fact that it did happen uh, whether they were told to do that or not is horrible. And I know a couple of the kids, I think it was uh, uh, Isaiah and Amadou, I think they did apologize on Twitter, which is very, very big of them. That's awesome for them to do that. I, I applaud them for obviously putting themselves out there on social media, which is obviously a very toxic place. Um, and, you know, just apologizing in general. Uh, Coach Cord Smith at Arate Prep, it is Arate, by the way, um, his wife is battling stage four breast cancer. And she was an honorary captain for that game. She did the coin flip. The logo in the center of the field was a breast cancer ribbon. Obviously, it was October, so that was kind of a two-and-two two type of thing. But it was one of those situations where it was really to honor her and her fight over the course of the last year, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, to see that it was the logo was kind of defaced. Now, it wasn't defaced too bad, thankfully, but, I mean, it was enough. Um, it really it, – it's, it, it's hard to see. Because personally, my mom had stage three breast cancer when I was really young. Um, you know, I we, we could have lost her. It could have gotten to a point where if we didn't catch it soon enough, then I wouldn't have my mother with me right now. So um, that kind of hit a little bit close to home with me. Uh, but obviously, you know, doing my job, I had to stay very neutral with everything and report on what I was told and the facts that I do know and all that stuff. Um, obviously, Carrie Taylor was fired the day after their season ended on after that incident happened. Was it because of that incident? I was not told it was or not. Um, but I do believe actually that Carrie's vision with the school and everything did not align with the administrators. So I think honestly, it might've been one of those relationships that was coming to an end anyway. Um, but yeah, no, an unfortunate situation for sure. It looks bad. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, it's hard to speculate whether it was, you know, maybe it, we've seen people, you know, stomp a logo or whatever. I, I have a hard time believing they were um, they were stomping the breast cancer logo because it was a breast cancer logo or something along those lines. Like it. Um, and, and I don't know that for a fact. I don't know anything. I've, I've actually never met Carrie Taylor. When he took over, I was already covering the West Valley. Uh, yeah. I've never covered this school. So I don't know the guy personally. But I do know that a lot of this, especially when it comes to. Uh, the way a team looks, a lot of that comes from the top. Um, and you, whether or not it's fair, the guy at the head of the, at the, of the chain is the one that's responsible when something good or when something really bad happens. Um, and it seemed like the expectations were really, really high of that team. Um, whether yeah. it was because he put them on or the media pressure or whatever, and they just didn't meet the, the expectations that whoever, whether it was themselves or other people had um, in terms of wins and losses. And to be fair, it's, I mean, two years with a program um, to make the competitive is something, but you know, they just weren't the, the successful team right away that people thought. And yeah. this, this might be just, maybe it was already going to happen. And this was, I don't know if you, if you said this specifically, but the, the straw that broke the camel's back to, borrow a cliche like yeah push them over the edge and maybe this was already going to happen but like you said it's an unfortunate thing i don't i don't know that um 
kids would, whether it was because someone told them to, or they just happened to be excited and went over the edge or what it was. Um, But yeah, I mean, the fact that the kids put an apology up on Twitter and were not like, you know, arguing and things of that sort is definitely a big thing, whether it was because their parents told them or they realized it themselves or what you don't get that kind of maturity all the time from high school kids. No, uh, it was good to see. It was good to see. I'm glad that they at least did that, to be honest. Um, So needless to say, Santan Charter is looking for a new head football coach. Um, Cody Cameron, I'm going to volunteer your name first. In the, in the, I'm going to put your name in there for the list of uh, candidates. Uh, I think Cody would do a phenomenal job, um, and I think he'd be one of the greater, one of the greatest coaches in the state of Arizona. Uh, a lot of, for especially for all those capital seniors, capital juniors, uh, capital sophomores, and capital freshmen. And for those that don't know what I'm saying, Cody definitely understands what I'm saying, and he will understand the uh, inside joke. Uh, with that being said, Lee Patterson, what's up, man? How you doing? Lovely Patterson, one of my favorites. He does a fantastic job there in Eastern Arizona. Um, so definitely, got, this is like the most we've ever had people actually like comment. Yeah, we've got that. people engaging. <laughs> we've got people making fun of us. We've got all of it. Uh, we don't have anyone making fun of us. I don't think. Unless I think Cody saying hi, hi. This is Cody is kind of making fun of us. How would that be making fun of us? Because we have to introduce ourselves. Yeah, uh, I don't know. All right. Well, it's now sarcastic. I'm, now I'm sad. Um, not really. It's okay. Should we get to the show? We should. Well, we've already been in the show, Eric. What are you talking about? Should we get to the planned things? Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, Eric. So like, we, we're, we're not really going to do what we usually do and read every single score. Um, Lee, Lee said that we're talking his level of football, so he's all in. And yes, Lee, we are going to get to your level of football here in just one second. Um, Eric, what We're not going to do it well, but we're going to do it. All right, cool. Eric, what games were you at uh, this past week? Uh, I was at the – on Friday night, I went to Prescott Valley. I saw the Coconino Panthers take on Bradshaw Mountain, um, and Bradshaw Mountain just dominated defensively. They scored two quick touchdowns, went up 14-0, and then didn't give up any points to Coconino. They ended up – there were no scores in the second, third, or fourth quarter. Bradshaw Mountain ended up winning 14-0, um, got themselves in. They're currently uh, right at the edge of playoff contention. If the two teams in ALA Queen Creek and um, so, uh, Cactus end up getting into the open as they're currently slated, Bradshaw Mountain would be in um, at one of the low seeds. They've won the last two games they beat. Uh, I saw them play Flagstaff the week before, and they beat them 19-0. So I've seen um, – Bradshaw Mountain in two consecutive games not give up a point to either of the Flagstaff teams. Um, They have a big match up this week against Prescott. That's their big rival. Um, If they win that, they're a surefire uh, spot in the playoffs. If they lose, it's a good strength of schedule game. I think it hurts them, but not as much as um, it could. So that's where I was this weekend. Where were you? Uh, so I'm going to go all the way back to last Wednesday. Uh, last Wednesday, Chili dragged me out to the Chandler Castile freshman game. Um, weren't people saying that was going to be the, the like freshman championship game? Yeah. And if it is, then Chandler ran away with the title because they won like a lot to a little, like it was 50 something, right? 50 something to zero. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, no, and it's funny because Chili was like, "Oh, it's gonna make the freshman Super Bowl, blah blah blah," and that Castile team, I'm is good. Don't get me wrong, like Castile, if you're listening, your freshman program is very good. You're gonna be a very good football program for many years to come. But they had no answer for Chandler. Um, Chandler's running back, freshman, uh, I think his name is Xavier, uh, something with a V. I can't remember his name. Valdeviz or something like that. I know I'm probably saying that wrong. We'll know in a year or two when he's running on varsity. Oh, I next year. He's that good. He is good. He he was, he, you know who he kind of reminded me of is day day Hunter, but without day day's breakaway speed yet. Sure. He has to develop that. He could develop it, but he reminds me a lot of him. Just very strong physical runner. He can break through tackles. He is good. 
and he's going to be very good for a long time. And yes, he's going to be a name that we are talking about as well. Um, so yeah, that that's what I saw Wednesday. Thursday, I was at the Cardinals game where they unfortunately suffered their first loss of the season to the Packers. Uh, that was a really cool experience. Obviously, Thursday night football, the stadium was packed. It was a very cool environment despite the outcome. Uh, Friday night, I saw Desert Vista versus Mountain View. That Mountain View team is very good, Eric. Um, they did not go up very high or very much, if at all, actually, in the in the rankings this week, which we'll get to. Um, but that team is a legitimate contender for the 6A championship. I think they're a little bit too far down now to con- to try to get into the open division. But that's a legitimate contender for that 6A title. We might title. be talking about them if they were to, to pull an upset of Basha, though. That is true because they do play Basha this week. So uh, Jack Germain, very good quarterback, only a sophomore. Um, uh, Willie Roberts used to be a quarterback, moved to a middle linebacker, a very good linebacker. Uh, Malaki Taase, unfortunately, did get hurt. I don't know the status, uh, whether or not he's going to be able to go or not this week. Um, but he's a phenomenal football player, so I really, really hope that he's able to go. Um, but that, man, they're just so physical. They're so disciplined. And honestly, Desert Vista, like, they they just had no answer for him because Mountain View is just so disciplined. They, they know where to be. And, I mean, DV had some opportunities. I mean, Christian Clark had a very good drive at one point. Actually had a pretty decent game. I think got up to, like, 90 yards rushing. Um, but, yeah, Desert Vista just had no answer, unfortunately. But Mountain View is a very good football team, Eric. Um, and speaking of good football teams, ASU is not one of them. I saw I saw the Sun Devils. got a winning record. I saw the Sun Devils absolutely collapse against Washington State. I don't know what happened. Um, I was sitting there with Chile in the press box thinking to myself, like, what? who is this team? Because I saw them beat UCLA at the Rose Bowl. I saw them obviously beat some of those, you know, lesser teams that they should have won against earlier on the season. And then they commit, like, two turnovers in the first three plays of their offensive uh, – three, three offensive plays of the game. Then they turn the ball over on downs. Then, you know, Jane Daniels throws another interception. They had three first quarter tor- turnovers and they were down like 28 nothing at the half or 28 to 7 at the half. It was an absolute collapse. That game and was over from the first quarter. First quarter, I think it was done. Like, even though the score wasn't too out of hand, you could tell. Like, they had no energy. They were done. Um, so that was, it was bad, man. It was really, really bad. Uh, Sunday, I didn't do anything. So, yeah. Good. <laughs> you need a day off. Yeah, well, geez, you're telling me. Um, yeah, so very, very action-packed week slash weekend for me, for you. Um, I know, you know, pretty much everyone in the chat has was was probably out at one, maybe two games. So, um, you know, you don't. There's not. There's not many states that have the media coverage like Arizona does, which is obviously something that we should be really, really proud of. Um, yeah, definitely. So, uh, with that being said, Eric, are there any scores that kind of jumped out at you from last week or not so much? You know, there wasn't like there there earlier in the season have been huge upsets. Um, <clears throat> I think that there were I mean, things went kind of as expected this week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had a few big games like. I mean, the honestly, the game I was at surprised me that Coconino didn't score at all after. Breaking the city rushing record the week before, but you know, for the most part, it was it was kind of as expected. Castellan so won again. Um, I'm going to stop you there, though, because you're forgetting one game. Red Mountain beat Queen Creek. I'm t- I'm a believer in Red Mountain. Yeah, but were you a believer before they beat Queen Creek? Because I know we talked about this game on Chili Show on Friday. Yeah, I don't know. Probably not. That okay. is a pretty big upset. That's a pretty but Red big Mountain, upset. Red Mountain had one loss going into the season. It's not like they were a scrub team. Yeah, but it's funny because the Mountain Lions, and hopefully you know someone like Cody or even uh, Jacob can actually attest to this too, they've been quietly kind of lurking in the background, just winning and winning and winning. Now, the, the reason why they're not in open contention right now, which is like I said, we'll get to that, is their region is just not helping them out at all. Yeah. Um, they're, they're 
their best wins are against Mountain View, which is a top five, six, eight team, Queen Creek, and I think that's it. I think those are the only two good losses they have, or I'm sorry, wins they have, and they have a loss to Liberty, which is a good loss. Um, yeah. But three games out of, what are they, 7-1, and 8-1 and one right now, 7-1, and one, it's not going to help them enough. So um, we might see, we might very well see a repeat of Red Mountain just barely on the outside looking in that we saw two years ago when the Open was first, in, you know, created. And what happened with that Red Mountain team? All the way to the 6A final. Play so, away from winning it. A play away from winning it. And we could see Liberty because Liberty takes on a very good surging Brophy team right now. And Brophy beat Centennial. That wasn't really a surprise to me, but um, Brophy's been, man, ever since that Mountain Point loss, they've just been on fire. So, yeah. Yeah. It's been kind of cool to see. Not going to lie. Um, Eric, let's get to the rankings. So, uh, open division rankings. Not, uh, I guess there was a decent amount of changes. Uh, Chandler stayed at number one, of course. Uh, Chandler's rating is three, eh, two points above Hamilton. After that, they're four points above everybody else and more. So Chandler Hamilton in a week from now, as long as these two don't lose a game between now and then, whoever wins that game gets the one seed. Whoever loses, I think, is pretty locked in at the two seed. That's yeah, not, 100%. That's not gonna... I think that game doesn't drop either of them no. more than – I think yeah. if Hamilton loses, Chandler wins. I think it stays 1-2. Yep, and if Hamilton wins and Chandler loses, just flip them, and that's yeah. it. So, uh, so Chandler is number one. Hamilton is number two. We've got Basha at number three. So the Hamilton and Basha flipped this week. So before it was Hamilton two, uh, Basha was like, I think five. And then they beat Highland. So they jumped up to two. Hamilton was mm -hmm. off that week, dropped to three. Now they're back two, three. Uh, Cactus, welcome to the open division. You are locked in at this point. You're not going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, Unless Cactus they lose one of their last two games. Which and they would have to be on purpose, which they're not going to do. Uh, Cactus number four, Saguaro's number five, American Leadership Academy number six, and seven is Liberty, eight is Queen Creek. So Queen Creek barely stays in the open division. Uh, they are up currently, as far as rating goes, by 1.2 points to Brophy. Now, Queen Creek plays Mountain Point, and Brophy plays Liberty this week. Eric, even if Queen Creek wins, does Brophy jump them and get into the open division? I don't know. Jacob Saliga, help us out in the comments. You seem to be like the guru of this stuff lately. He's challenging Chris Eaton a little bit. So I, I don't, don't know if the I don't I, the the gap might be too much in terms of points. Yeah, I think if it were a human committee, that might be enough to put them over. Yeah, but with a full point, um, that might be that might be a little bit too much considering yeah, but, that. Queen Creek should win this week. Yeah. They're, they're heavily favored. Yeah. So, I mean, you know. Um, Eric, are you kind of on the same page with pretty much most of us where you would somehow like to see ALA Queen Creek jump Saguaro just for the sake of seeing Cactus and, AL and uh, ALA play each other in the first round? I think so. I mean, it would be just a fun opportunity, like two 4A teams. And, uh, you know, Chile called it a true 4A champion. And I think that's a fair assessment. Um, I mean, they've been the best 4A teams. Yeah, if they were, it would be if fun. They both in, if they were both in 4A, I think it'd be them two in the finals anyway. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so the The question is whether people, like, will invalidate like hey you got to who the winner gets to the semi-final of the open but oh it's only because they played a 4a team like i don't know i just think that um uh, i don't necessarily agree with that but i think we might hear that narrative you know you know the old saying pick on somebody your own size yeah the thing is both, you know who else is play. actually that size saguaro <laughs> Uh, Saguaro has Saguaro has 4A enrollment. They just happen yeah, to be but, incredible at football. 
but depth. Yeah. Depth-wise, Cactus and ALA Queen Creek are picking on someone their own size when they play each other. Yeah, that's true. So that's how I kind of look at it. Uh, 6A rankings, if we take out the open division teams, uh, like already mentioned, Brophy is number one, followed by Highland, Red Mountain, Chaparral, Mountain View, Williamsfield, O'Connor, Pinnacle, Castile, Centennial. Mountain Point is at number 11, which at 4-4, four and four, their record right now, and not only that, but Brophy is helping the pride out big time right now. Uh, Mountain Ridge number 12, Boulder Creek is 13, Desert Vista 14, Desert Ridge 15, and Perry 16 with Cesar Chavez, Shadow Ridge, and Tolleson kind of on the outside looking in right now, but could still, with some help, get into the playoffs. Um, Eric, any of those teams kind of jump out at you? Um, I think for me, if if this is how playoffs actually ended up being, I it's really hard for me to imagine it wouldn't be right now Brophy the way they're playing and either Highland or Red Mountain in the in the title game. Yeah, I completely agree with you. That um that region with Brophy and Liberty and yeah, um Centennial and Chaparral is just incredible. Like yeah. there's so many good teams there and Whoever comes out of that is going to be battle tested, and if it's a Brophy or a you know whoever is going to be one of the teams that we have to really be uh, excited to watch. Yeah. A team that sticks out to me is at number twenty one, which with the open teams would um, be sixteen. Is Perry? They lost big to Higley, um, yeah. and they still are the beneficiaries of the second or third toughest schedule. Um, in 6a right now 100 you know they've got two wins they're two and seven and they play again this week um they've got pinnacle and they they won't be favored in that one pinnacle's another 6a team even if they lose like that strength of schedule is going to help a lot but i just have a hard time believing that um the formula allows a three and seven team if they are to pull that upset off um in yeah well, what's crazy is Perry got dominated by Higley, and Higley is sitting at number 27, number 22 if you take out the open teams. Yeah. Um, and they have basically the same record. Perry's played one more game than, than the Knights have. Yeah. So It's just the crazy. difference of having to play teams like Chandler and Hamilton and Basha and the like. And that is literally the difference for that for those two teams right now. Um, 5A uh, ranking, Eric. So – only one 5A team, and that is Saguaro. Uh, Horizon's barely on the outside looking in, number 11 currently. Um, but if the playoffs started this week, then Horizon is number one, followed by South Point Catholic, Desert View, Verado, Desert Mountain, Desert Edge, Notre Dame Prep, Sunrise Mountain, Cienega, Marana, Millennium, Apollo, Campo Verde at three and five getting in there. Uh, Camelback, Kellis, who I know you enjoy very much, and Cactus Shadows as the 16 seed. Which at five and three, that would be a that'd be a tough draw, I think, for that Horizon team. I've seen Cactus Shadows this year. They played at Coconino, um, and Coconino pulled off a last minute. They they won in the last couple minutes of the game. Um, ended up being twenty six twenty four. Took a, a late touchdown, but Cactus Shadows has won five in a row, yeah. and. They're starting to put some things together. They've won all five of their games by at least two scores. Yep. And they are they're solid. They've got a young group um with guys that have kind of been waiting the last couple of years for their shot. But Mike Cudnut does a good job out there. I think, yeah, you're you're spot on when you say that's a um a tough out. Kellis has a big game this week. They play Canyon View, which is um you know, this game is for their region, and the regions don't necessarily mean anything in 5A. If you win your region, you don't yeah. necessarily get in. But um, beating the number 20 team for Kellis, it would be the the biggest in terms of strength of schedule win on their um, on their schedule. Either way, to be 6-2 and two at this point, um, having beaten West Point 42-0 is, is huge for a team that yeah. just didn't win many games last year. So yeah, whether they know. make it or not, and whether they lose to Canyon View, um, coached by Nick Garrett, who is not going to be easy to beat, is an absolute accomplishment for the Cougars. Yeah, 100%, 100%.
Uh, and I, to your point, I saw Cactus Shadows earlier in the season when they played on Thursday against uh, Campo Verde. And they they had some playmakers. They're just a yeah. really young team. And I think to your point, I mean, it really just took them some time to kind of get the offense and everything going. And it seems like they've done it kind of at the right time. They're one of those 100%. teams thinking pretty well. Uh, for a uh, rankings right now. So number one with ALA, Queen Creek, and Cactus out of the 4A conversation and into the open. Number one in 4A would be Post and Butte, followed by Casa Grande, Mesquite, Prescott, Glendale, St. Mary's, Apache Junction, Buckeye Union, Lake Havasu, and Ben Franklin. Just the top 10 right there, especially those top four seeds, top five seeds when you include Glendale and St. Mary's. That's a that's a very top-heavy bracket, if mm-hmm. you ask me. Uh, 11 right now would be Greenway, followed by Coconino, who you obviously have already uh, talked about. Uh, Canyon Del Oro from down there in Tucson. Deer Valley, Bradshaw Mountain, who you mentioned, and Lee Williams would be rounding out the top 16. With Micah Mountain at 2-2, two and two, they played four games. They are officially eligible. Actually, I don't think they have to play five or six, but they do have, they have to get to six. They have to get to six, but they have two more games on their on their schedule with Amphitheater and Bradshaw Mountain. If Micah Mountain wins that game, they are in the playoffs, I believe. So yeah, if they go four and two, they're in. Yeah, because I think they knock out Bradshaw Mountain. So uh, yeah, Micah Mountain playing an independent schedule this year. Um, that that's kind of a cool thing. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, definitely. You know, may the best team win in the in those two games, but uh, pretty cool story if they do make it in. Yeah. Um, I mentioned them before. Bradshaw Mountain is a huge game against Prescott. Um, Lee Williams sitting at number 16 in this current uh, iteration with the two open teams has Flagstaff, um, who's number 24. And that's a region battle. Um, whoever wins that, whoever loses that game, I should say, is out of playoff contention. Yeah. Um, Flagstaff might already be out of it after losing their last four games. They went 4-0 and and then have lost the last four and then have Coconino at the end of the season after Lee Williams. I think that's a loser leaves town match, um, which is which is a big deal for um, a rivalry game. Yep, absolutely. Who, All right, Eric. What's a team that you think could be a dark horse in 4A? In 4A? Um, man, probably Apache Junction. I agree I mean, with that. I mean, they're, they're, they would be the, what, the seven seed? But, I mean, a home playoff game, Apache Junction, they play Buckeye. Um, I know they'd be seven, so they play they would play Ben Franklin. Okay, so not as far as a, of a drive as I thought it would be. But, I mean, the prospectors, man, they, they you have to like what they've been able to do. 100%. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, but the thing is, is, man – could we be talking about three in a row for Mesquite? There's a possibility. That team has just... They easily have the toughest schedule of all the teams that are in the 4A bracket at the moment. And it's like, how do you how do you bet against a coach like Scott Hare? You it's hard to. He's he's such a good coach, man. So yeah, no, it, it'll be interesting. That 4A conference is going to be a lot of fun. Uh all right. Let's get to the part of the show that Lee Patterson really came for. So, Eric, I have next to me a piece of paper with all of the eight matchups in the 2A playoffs and the 3A playoffs. Now, disclaimer, Eric and I do not know a lot about these teams, especially those that are not in the Valley. Um, I have seen two 3A teams this year. Okay, so there you go. So, Lee, if you are still listening, Lee, and you are watching the live show, please help us out if needed. But Eric and I basically are going to just play a game of who basically can pick the winner more, if that makes sense. Um, it's just a pick em contest between the two of us. So I am going to circle whoever Eric chooses to win the game. I'm going to draw a square around the around the one that I choose. So that way I know, you know, obviously I could differentiate between who chose who, stuff like that. So uh, the first game. We're just going to go right down the, the 2A bracket first, and then we'll hit the 3A after this. So 2A, number 16, Red Mesa versus number one, Parker. Eric, who is your pick? Parker. They've been incredible all year. Right on. And I am also going to choose Parker. And no, we are not just going to choose the highest seed in all of these, whatever I it might. may be. Eric might, but think of this as like a, a March Madness type of thing. 
but in November. November Madness. So what do, what do they call the February frenzy is what uh, the AIA calls the basketball playoffs, right? I've never heard that before, but maybe. Oh, if you just paid attention to the AIA website every once in a while, then you'd see it. Uh, number yeah. nine, Holbrook versus number eight, Wilcox. I'm going with the slight upset on this one. Holbrook, um, okay. Holbrook's got some talent on that team. I don't know a ton about them, but I know they have a couple big athletes that can really play. Okay. I promise you I'm not just doing this. I was also going to choose Holbrook. Fair so, enough. All right, cool. Uh, number 12, Scottsdale Christian versus number five, Gilbert Christian. A battle. This of the is Christian. one that people at the beginning of the year thought Scottsdale Christian was one of the, the top teams in 2A. Yeah. So this is one of those, you know, 12-5 when you're talking about March Madness is a yeah. uh, um, is one that people pick a lot. But I'm going with number five, Gilbert Christian. Got it. Perfect. Uh, the 12-5 matchup is something that always intrigues me. But what intrigues me more is Scott Still Christian's track record in the playoffs. This is a team that knows how to win games when it, really, certainly matters, do. When it really matters. I'm choosing Scott Still Christian to pull off the 12-5 upset to Gilbert Christian. Um, obviously, if the Knights prove me wrong, then fantastic. Uh, that's another team that I have an opportunity to potentially cover in the championship game if they can make it that far. Um, number 13, Alchese versus number four, Marinci. I am completely blind on this one. I'm going with the home <laughs> team, Marinci. Okay. I am also going with Marinci in this one. Uh, number 14, we have Sequoia Pathway versus number three, Benson. Now, Benson is one of those teams that I got a lot of flack on twitter about because i didn't put them in the 3a title game or i'm sorry 2a title game at the beginning of the season um so what is your pick for that one i'm going them if people were that strongly uh, people thought that strong about it and they're the three seed then i think they should at least win the first round game i am also switching gears and going with benson to win this game uh, 11 st john's versus number six camp verde I'm going Camp Verde. It'd be nice for my own coverage. They're not far from Flagstaff. It's about 45 minutes. Um, so be a nice little thing for me. So I'm going with the the quote-unquote hometown team. I'm going to pick St. John's in that one. Another team that I believe, from what I remember, has very good playoff they do. experience. So I'm going to go with St. John's. Uh, number 10, Scottsdale Prep versus number 7, Pima. I'm going Scottsdale Prep because... Yeah. I want a team that you might be able to cover if they get into, if they go down the line. Right on. Uh, I'm pretty sure Pima is one of those teams that Lee Patterson covers. So in honor of our good friend Lee, I'm going to take Pima. So I'm rooting for you. You're rooting for him. Yep. Cool. <laughs> Who's uh, a, team, no one. a team that you are very familiar with. I'm just going to skip over that question that you just asked. Uh, number 15, Trivium Prep versus number two, Arizona Lutheran. This is an Arizona Lutheran team, Eric, that we talked about a lot on our podcast because they have been extremely, extremely impressive this season. What's yeah. your I'm going Arizona Lutheran. I don't think it'll be that close of a game. Got it. And I am with you on that one. I'm choosing Arizona Lutheran. All right. To the 3A conference we go. Uh, number 16. Here's the first one that's just going down the bracket. Number 16, Phoenix Christian versus number one, ALA Gilbert North. I'm already going to start your pick because I know what you're going to ch- say on this one. ALA Gilbert North. There they have go. to be the favorites to win the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I could basically just fill out this bracket with ALA Gilbert North winning it. Um, number nine, Sabino versus number eight, Sholo. I saw Sholo play against Winslow this year. Sholo has some big, big guys, and they've got a lot of quality seniors on that team. Um, okay. I think they're a team obviously ranked eight. They're going to, if they win, have to go up against an ALA Gilbert North, which is really tough, but Sholo – um, has some athletes on that team, and I think they could they could make some noise. Okay, so you're picking Sholo. Uh, Sabino's one of those interesting teams. Cameron Hackworth is only a sophomore. He's a phenomenal quarterback. That Sabino team is going to be very, very good. They're going to give a lot of teams problems when they're a little bit older. I am choosing Sholo in this one. Uh, number 12, Wickenburg versus number five, Round Valley. I pay attention to some of the 3A scores because of, um, you know, Flagstaff played against Winslow. We've got a lot of the Northern Arizona teams. Round Valley is impressive this year. I'm going there. Okay. Right on. Uh, I am with you on Round Valley. They're always, always, always know how to play in the playoffs. 
Um, they're one of those teams. I want to say it was last year that came down and actually beat ALA Gilbert North here in the Valley. I know obviously two different years, whatever, but Round Valley knows when to turn it on at the right times. And I think Round Valley is going to win this one. Uh, number 13, Payson versus number four, Yuma Catholic and Richard Stallworth. That guy's all I need to say. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, who is going to stop him unless your name is potentially Valley Christian or ALA Gilbert North? Or they, You need to outscore them. That's how you do it. That's true. Uh, this one hits close to home for Lee Patterson. Number 14, Safford versus number three, Valley Christian. Lee, if you're still listening, are you going to be making that trip down to the Valley? Eric, for, for now, what's your pick? Valley Christian. Um, they had one tough loss against um, ALA Gilbert North, but that can't even say much because that team's just so good. I've got Valley Christian. Okay. I gave Valley Christian a hard time earlier in, on our on our podcast asking whether they'd be able to handle the first round of playoffs because – in years past, they get to the first round as a high seed, and then they fall apart. Um, so, is that you or me? I don't know. Some ad on the AIA site. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, cool. Um, gotta love live shows, don't we? Don't we? Yep. Yeah. Um, Apologies to everyone who had to hear that. Yeah. I am going to choose Valley Christian. I do think this year's team is different. I still think... If I still think they're going to make the semifinals at the very least, I don't know enough about Snowflake other than the fact that they're obviously very good. Um, but I still believe that it's going to be Valley Christian, ALA Gilbert in the final. So I'm choosing Valley Christian. Number 11, Eastmark versus number six, River Valley. Do the Firebirds pull off the upset? Zach Hammett for River Valley is the best producing running back in the state right now. Has over 2,000 yards on the ground. Um, Eastmark's an awesome story, you know, a young team with, um, a very short history. Awesome for them to make it, but I've got river Valley there. Got it. Eric, they beat them earlier in the season too. Eric, it's hard to beat a team twice. Yeah. It's also hard to beat a team that's coached by Scooter Molander. I'm choosing Eastmark with the upset. Dang. Number 10. Thatcher, another one that hits close to home to Lee versus number seven, Push Ridge. I don't know anything about either of these teams. I'm going the home team, Push Ridge. Got it. I'm going to choose Thatcher. Cool. You're going to these fun upsets. I like it. I'm going to, I'm going, I'm hoping. Well, I'm not hoping. I don't, I don't care who wins. Um, I just want both teams to have fun. So, uh, number 15, Valley versus number two, Snowflake. I think Snowflake's got an, uh, a chance to um, make the final again, maybe play tough against ALA Gilbert North or whoever's on that other side. I'm going Snowflake. Got it. I am with you on Snowflake. It's hard to go against the defending champions. Uh, cool. Right there for everyone to kind of see. These are our picks. Eric and I will revisit them next week to kind of see how we did, who, who did better. Um, Don't judge us too hard if we're way wrong. I will say on the Arizona Varsity Pick'em contest, Eric is wiping the floor with me. So, am I? I think you are. I'm not as good as this as I, I hope I am. Uh, I'm pretty good at fantasy football, just not in our league and on the Arizona Varsity League. I'm terrible. Although I did beat Jacob, so jokes on you, Jacob. You're my only win. Good for you. Uh, not last right. place. <laughs> I am in last place. Actually, I think I'm tied for last place now with Jacob. Hmm. To be honest, I think I might. I think he might be last place because I beat him. So I think I have the head-to-head. All right. College football playoff rankings came out today, Eric. This will be the last last thing that we talk about. Number one, Georgia. Number two, Alabama. Number three, Michigan State. Number four, Oregon. How do you feel about those? Because for me personally, I think Cincinnati got robbed. I feel you there. I think Cincinnati, if they continue to win out, will probably be in there. Um, But, yeah, I mean, these initial rankings are just what they are. They're the initial rankings. And it's hard to to argue any particular team. You could say maybe Oregon. um, But who of that four would you take out? 
Other than Oregon? Would you take out Oregon for Cincinnati? I would take out Oregon. Yeah, I feel you. That's the only argument I think you can make. I mean, the, the thing is, is Michigan State and Ohio State, Ohio State's number five. Michigan State and Ohio State play in three weeks. So as long as those two teams are obviously, like, still undefeated, one of those is going to take care of the other one. And it might yeah. be if Michigan State wins that game, Ohio State's probably out altogether because they've already got that loss to Oregon. And let's yeah. be honest, it's the Pac-12. Oregon's going to slip up somewhere. So Pac-12 they, is weird. The Pac-12 takes it out of its own way. Um, so, and, and the one time they did, then you know Washington, then they had to face who they who'd Washington even face? Was it Alabama? I think it was Alabama. Someone right? good and got smoked. Yeah. So I mean, let's be honest. Um, the only so a team that is interesting not being in there is nine and zero Oklahoma at number eight. Um, it's hard. Uh, there are a few such like a few teams that. If they continue to win out, it's going to be hard to believe that they get left out. Wake Forest at eight and zero in the ACC. If both of those teams end up do winning out and they are undefeated conference championship champions in a big conference, like it, I don't know. It, it's hard for me to to say no, leave them out, even if they haven't looked as good as an Alabama or a Michigan State. The the problem is. With Oklahoma, I think it's more how they've won some of those games. Yeah. Um, like, don't get me wrong, but like, I know, I know, Oklahoma and Georgia are like completely different levels, but like, Georgia's wins are much more impressive than Oklahoma's wins. I mean, Oklahoma has struggled against some teams that it had no business struggling against. Yeah. They Oklahoma has won one ranked game and that's against Texas who was at 21. They've got yeah. at Baylor and at Oklahoma State um are two of the three games left and then they face uh Iowa State on the road. If they win those three their schedule can is considerably up. I think they would get in if they that, win the big yeah. Especially that Oklahoma State game. Especially the Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State right now is number eleven. Yeah. So you win. You win that game. If you're Oklahoma, you win that game. I think you made you you really boosted your resume to get into the playoffs. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's going to be. Do you agree with this? I think there's going to be an undefeated team that doesn't make it. Probably. I mean, Central Florida. Yeah. I don't count them. But the problem with with Wake Forest is look how bad the ACC is. Oh yeah, it's terrible. So, but in any other year, you win the conference and you beat Clemson. Like, well, any other year, you're probably not beating Clemson though. That's true. So, but just yeah. objectively, winning if they are to win their remaining four games and then win a uh, an ACC championship game, it. It's tough to say that an undefeated team in a Power Five conference doesn't make it in, but yeah. there's a real chance that does happen, and they don't get in. That's true. Good point. So, I don't know. First rankings, obviously, a few more weeks to go, so we really can't look into this too much. Just like the AIA stuff, can't really look into it too much until the last game is played. Um, Eric, I don't know about you, but I love sushi. So my favorite thing that I ate in the last week just happened about two hours before we came on here, and that was a Vegas roll. I love the Vegas roll, my favorite. I hadn't what had comes it on the Vegas so roll. Long. Oh well, now you're asking me too much. Um, you brought it up. I know it's like it's like one of those like fried rolls, mm. like just just the outer portions like fried a little bit. It's got like cream cheese. Um, actually, I think the one I had was technically called the Tempe roll. It was like crab with cream cheese, uh, obviously rice, cucumber. Um, there's one other thing on. I can't remember exactly. It was really good, though. Eel sauce. Oh. Love the eel sauce. Love the eel sauce. Eel sauce is always a go-to. You have to go. I've with always that. wondered, is it called eel sauce because it originally went on eel? Or is it supposed to be eel-flavored? I thought you were going to say, or did it come from an eel? I'm so glad you No, I don't think it came out of an eel. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't extract it from an eel. I mean, uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I never really asked, to be honest. Because I've had eel before, and obviously the eel sauce comes on it. But I don't know if if it's just because it's normally put on there, or 
whether yeah. it's made out of like you know crushed up eel or whatever yeah who knows huh. anyway what'd you eat in the last week trying to think um what did i eat this week you know what i had that normally wouldn't make this list but have you ever had a quest bar the protein bars um i have not actually no they're not bad i mean they're generic protein bar but yeah. they had a birthday cake flavored one that i had hmm. and it was delicious like obviously super filling these protein bars like you have to, you feel like you have to eat them with a fork and knife right um, yeah it's made for like a whole meal but it tasted really good and like honestly felt like i i'm sure maybe it was a little bit more sugary then um but i enjoyed it quite a bit it yeah. was one of those things where like i don't eat a lot of protein bars i'd rather have an actual meal but in a rush it it gets the job done no uh my favorite protein bar right now is bear bells um, i've never had that one yeah they're really really good they have like a chocolate dough flavor it's mm. phenomenal um Really quick, Eric, I uh, want to give a big shout out to our sponsor, uh, all.net, A-L-L.net. Uh, all of your insurance needs all in one place, Arizona backed and owned and operated. It's a family business, Papa Hinojosa, very big supporter of Mountain Point football. Uh, please, if you need insurance, visit them, A-A-L-L.net, or give them a call at 602-233-3333. Thank you to them for sponsoring not only us, but all of Arizona Varsity, making everything that we do uh pretty much possible so uh thank you to them eric um we are wrap we're, we're getting down to the final two weeks of the football season which yep. is really crazy to think next week we're going to be talking volleyball playoffs because obviously that's that's happening uh all the swimming championships happening this week so we're going to kind of go over who won all that yeah we have a really really big show next week on top of that I think it's it's the biggest week for you and I in terms of the teams that we cover. I think you've got Flag Coco, right? Yeah, yeah. Next this week. coming week, they both have road games, and then the week after, Flag Coco. Flag Coco, and I have the Tukey Bowl. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and not only that, but we got to talk Battle of Arizona Avenue, which – I'll be able to kind of talk a little bit more about because I'm going to that luncheon on Tuesday. So, um, you know, I mean, we've got a really, really big week of football coming. It's rivalry yeah. for most teams. And this is what we love about high school football and just football in general is the rivalry game. So hope you guys are all excited for that. I know Eric and I are. Uh, but with that being said, Eric, if you're ready to sign off, I am ready too. I am tired. I'm going to go to bed. I feel that. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Make sure to give us all a follow on Twitter, of course. Um, at Zach Levire, at E. Newman Wrights, at AZHSFB, and at Arizona Varsity. It's all right there if you want to look at it. Uh, thank you for joining us. If you're on the live show, commenting and everything, it was kind of really cool to see, you know, more than just two comments tonight. Uh, we'll, we'll get, we'll keep getting bigger. Uh, if you are listening on the podcast version, obviously, thank you for tuning into that and downloading and subscribing with your favorite podcast uh, provider. Uh, but yeah, with that being said, uh, again, Zach Elvira, Eric Newman, we are signing off. Anyway, the wind blows. <laughs> <laughs>